This is a Sydney EO production. Welcome to episode 42 of the Sydney EO Business Podcast. I'm Brendan Tarazzi, the host of the show, and today I'm with Marcus Durbin from Webvine. Hi, Marcus. Hey, Brendan. Now, we're trying to have a bit of a schedule, a questionnaire, but it's just not going to happen. We've got a, we've got a free flow, Marcus, so you're going to be on the spot here and, Fantastic. And, and tell us a little bit about what Webvine does. Awesome. Thanks, Brent. Thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, so Webvine, so we're just celebrating our 10-year in existence this year. So we're a technology consultancy based out of Redfern and in Sydney and specializing in Microsoft technologies like uh, SharePoint, Office 365, Dynamics 365. So we've traditionally built applications for clients and out of building those applications over time, we've actually built a number of products as well. Oh, okay. And so your customers, are they, do they tend to be one-off or is it ongoing support? How does it, what's the business model um, behind Webvine? Yeah, fantastic. We got a mix actually. So we'd much rather have a support ongoing arrangement. Sounds uh, recurring um, to me. Recurring, <laughs> absolutely. That's what we're about now. So that's yep. why we're pivoting more. You know, we did a lot of projects. It was very lumpy work. You'd be tremendously busy one month and then when that project died off, scrambling around trying to get the next um, so we built up a good number of support clients over the years and they're very loyal and we have a great relationship with them and there's plenty of need around that, which is great. And are they all Aussie companies or do they tend to be... The support ones are Aussie companies pretty much, yeah. But we do have on our products, so we have a ready-to-go intranet uh, solution that sits on top of SharePoint and then we have clients around the world on that and they pay SaaS um, you know, they pay SaaS uh, pricing. They have a three-year agreement minimum yep. upfront, but they pay um, monthly or annually, which is fantastic. At the end of the day, I would imagine it's once you've got an intranet, it's going to be pretty hard to reverse out of that. Yeah, it's not the kind of thing people want to change tear, tear down overnight. The, tear down the building and start again. If no, no, no. They spend, you know, usually as well, we don't just pop it in like there's a project involved. We run workshops and design and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, there's, there's an upfront um, piece of work and then we continually provide updates and things to them as well so yeah look n- so far no one's no, no one's, one's bailed out yeah oh right yeah. okay and so how long ago did that um, um sort of that internet about, business start yeah about three years now okay yeah so that would mean that you've got some customers coming up to the end of their we have tenure. We have, so it'll yeah. be very interesting to see yeah see how it goes so it looks it looks good looks promising you know no one's complaining and, and we've just created a whole new version as well so microsoft came out with something called sharepoint modern which is a whole new framework and so we rebuilt our whole solution in geo for that so now we're ready to take our existing clients on the older version of sharepoint to the newer version of sharepoint so there's it's, it's, a value, it's a value add to stick around. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and does that mean sure. that they have to do that lumpy work again or is it a seamless transition? It's not seamless because it's a completely different platform. Like we had to rebuild everything from scratch, but yeah. we try and make it as seamless as possible yeah. and we give them really good, you know, uh, incentives to come to come along. And they have to make that jump as right. well. I see. Like so they have to go like to SharePoint Modern at some point. Microsoft will stop supporting it at some point in the future. Um, so they have to. So look, you know, the relationships are good generally, so we should be able to take most of them, I would think, across. And so do you have a close working relationship with Microsoft? Because I guess it's businesses like yours that are actually supporting their ecosystem. Yeah, we do. I mean, it's a funny one with Microsoft. Um, you know, you 
it depends on how much time you spend with them. It's like anything really. And we've gone through phases where we've spent a lot of time with them. And of course they give you a lot of love. It's all great and fantastic. And then sometimes the work still kind of trickles through. So there's a bit of a balance in how much time we invest in, in hanging out with Microsoft and how much time we just get on with doing our own stuff. So we kind of um, sway, you yeah. know, we sway in and out as we want to, but look, they're a great company and we're really happy that they've made some great decisions over the last number of years that's helped us to grow and move forward. But you can pick up, you've got a contact within Microsoft. Oh, several, yeah. yeah. We, I probably know in, in Australia, Microsoft Australia, I probably know about 70 people. Oh, yeah. wow, that's huge. Yeah, yeah, so well, that, pretty well. I mean, that, what do you think of that strategy? Do you get like referrals from Microsoft out sometimes or is it hard for them to do that? No, sometimes it comes through. Yep. Sometimes we get referrals in, which is fantastic. Um, But it's a big machine, you know, it's a big machine. So that's, that's that part of that investment, you know, that time that you can, you want to spend talking to account managers there and so on. And they change structure all the time. Like every six months, someone's changed a role. Now they're in a totally different role. So it's kind of hard to keep up sometimes with the pace of change that goes on in there. Um, but look, um, you know, a great organization. They've funded marketing activities for us before and all sorts of things. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's great to be a Microsoft partner, I must say. Pretty happy. Have you got um, Bill Gates's mobile telephone number? I do not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Working but, on that. Yeah, but look, definitely, I mean, definitely in touch with the MD of Microsoft Australia. Amazing. Um, yeah, yeah, we had a client at one point that was suffering with their environment was starting to go really slow. We just launched our intranet. They were all excited and it started to go really slowly. We weren't getting a great response going through the normal channels of Microsoft. So I reached out to him directly because I know him a little. And um, sure enough, he just got it sorted out very quickly. How awesome is that? Yeah, it was yeah. great. No, I wouldn't be pulling that lever every day of the week. No, but, of course you know, not. Keep it for emergencies. But yeah, but yeah no, it's good. It's a, it's a kind of a close-knit um, community and then the partner community around Microsoft, like Microsoft has thousands of partners, and we tend to know each other as well and 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 you know um, support each other a bit in that way too. You can create some really good partnerships, and so we have a lot of um, kind of cross refer. If yeah, it's not your speciality, exactly. you can say go exactly. to XYZ company exactly. down the road. Yeah, exactly, and vice versa. Exactly, and once you've been in the space like we've been in now for ten years. You get to know people over time. And yeah, of course. Which builds up. It's good. And so what um, percentage of the business would you say is recurring versus project-based? Um, recurring would now be at about 50%. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. And f- so, and that's just happened in the last three years or? Yeah, we have some support agreements that we'd had prior to that as well. Yeah. Yep. But between support and between, and look, my, my goal is for it to be much higher. Okay. You know, definitely. Being yeah. what, 80%? Or? Yeah, 80, 90%. I hope so. Yeah. Like we have a new uh, product coming out soon that, you know, I'm, I'm hoping is going to be successful. And if that really takes off, then yeah, it would go up to 90, 90 plus percent. Yeah. We might even look to drop off some of the other project work and stuff. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. It's a bit unknown at the so, moment. So that was probably a really good segue, Marcus, into the new product. Mm. Uh, I understand it's called Hover. It's called Hover. Yeah. Tell it's us, not, it's not really, yeah, it's not really out there known yet. Okay. So we've got the domain, we've got the brand, we're better, building the website. You better tell us how you spell it just in case. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. H-O-V-V-A. And, and what does it mean? Where um, is it from? Yeah. So it's, well, it was a 
brand agency came up with a name. Yeah. <laughs> but it's kind of what what the solution does is I think um, a lot of people can relate to being overwhelmed with the amount of information that's coming at them at any given time, whether it's through email or if you're using Slack or Teams, you might be part of all these different channels. Um, then you got to keep an eye on your calendar. You might have to watch your company Facebook feed and Twitter feed if something's going off there and on and on and on it goes. You know, there's so many different applications that we're all using and we keep flicking between them all. And I, I think it's affecting our memories and everything as well. It's very hard to can manage your tasks and so on. And so I came up with this idea, you know, hey, what if you could see everything in one place? You know, you could see your email. You want to add in, oh, I'll pop my emails here. It's a bit like having, you know, you, you got your little phone apps on your phone. Yeah. If you imagine them on a desktop and you can just add lots of them. Okay. And so you have everything you need to keep an eye on in one spot. So you might decide, well, I've got 50 Slack channels, but really these are the only five that I want to keep an eye on. Plus my um, Gmail or my Office 365 email or whatever it is. And, uh, and yeah, you can just see everything in one glance. And so what we realized as well through using it ourselves was it's great, but it's a little, it was a bit um, too much noise as well. It was like so much on the screen. So we added this bit in where you could just minimize all of them and they would just expand down if something popped in. Oh, okay. So if someone popped a message in that Teams channel or a Slack channel, that would expand down and open out. So you could see, oh, right, something's happening. And you, could just you can just reply there on the spot. It's not, it's not just a dashboard of information. Like you can actually interact and do a lot of the functions that you do in those normal applications. Okay. So it's taking a fair bit of work. Yeah. And we're prioritizing which applications to put through. But yeah, from the feedback, it's very exciting. Um, and, and so what do you know what the business model for that is? Is it like a... Is it free for up to a certain amount of users and then you yeah, know, we, per we, month charge after that? How, look, how do you think of that? It'll probably work? change over time, but uh, definitely not free. I've been getting a lot of, you know, re doing a lot of research around that, that freemium is not, not a great way to go. But certainly, potentially, at the initially, it might be that if you're just using Teams or Slack, it'll be quite, quite very cheap to use that. Mm. Um, the next level would be then adding in Office 365, or adding in G Suite, for example. Usually people are in one of, one of either camp. Yeah. And then you could add in things like Salesforce, you know, or Trello or, or, or those kind of apps. There'd be another bracket for that. So kind of a three-tiered pricing, but then it depends on how many staff you have as well. So the plumbing that goes behind that connecting all those apps, is that something that Webvine has built or do you use a third-party app to connect it all? No, we're, yeah, we're, doing, all, we're doing everything. Wow. So it's that's quite a, that's a big a, thing. That is a big job then because if it, the API changes, then yeah, it's, you potentially it, have to be yeah, yeah. fixing it, right? Yeah, it, 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 we do have to keep an eye on those APIs. Um, but um, And it, it is a lot of work. I mean, just setting up that whole system for payment and all that kind of stuff is, is a thing in itself as well. Mm. So there's a lot of work going on. It's certainly the biggest thing we've ever invested in. I mean, the internet product kind of developed over building many intranets, right? Mm. And then we build a staff directory for someone and we build a video gallery for someone and we pulled all those things together. I'm probably simplifying it a bit, but you know, we built a lot of it. Whereas this one was just like, hey, what if, what if we could do this? And we started exploring it and realizing, oh, this, we can actually do it. Yep. And so it's a big investment in, in probably more in time, cost and time, but we, we hope it's going to pay off. And so I might divert now to a little bit about you personally. Um, when did you come to Australia? 
I came first in 97 okay. uh, for a year. Backpacker? Backpacker or? visa. I didn't do a lot of backpacking. I got a job at Optus okay. doing a support. I used to work at Apple. That was my first job in Ireland. Yep. And uh, couldn't find anywhere in, in Sydney that used Macs and found Optus and they were using Macs. So I got to support, uh, do some support there for a year. And I came back then and started in 99. Got my residency, came back in February 99. And yep. yeah. And you were, was it? When did you meet your wife? Oh, two months later. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. And wow. we, we were uh, married, from married 90, six months 97 later. 97 or 99? 99. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah, bumped into it at a meditation uh, weekend. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Where was that at? Pearl Beach. Okay. Yeah. And that sort of, because I wanted to explore, um, you know, I, I would say that you maybe had a bit of a non-traditional start into business in some ways. The early 2000s. Tell us about that and your early marriage years and what you guys did um yeah look we you know i mean i was working at um a few different jobs i worked as internet manager in commonwealth bank um worked at st george bank and you know that probably propelled me into wanting to start my own thing in a way because you know you get a bit over all the politics and how long everything takes you know things used to take six months to do where it should just take a week Mm. um and that was one of the things i realized you know, we went to uh, live in the U.S. for four years, so we have a um, spiritual path as well, Chloe and I, and and so we went to stay in the there's a there's a main kind of residence over there, and we went over there, and uh, and end up staying over there for four years. Wow, was yeah. that in the plan, or just sort of one year rolled into two uh, and it, before yeah. you knew it was four? Yeah, that's right. One, it was a plan for a year, yeah, and then it became four. And we actually, our daughter was born over there as well. Which, oh, so wow. she's yeah, so she's got the best of all worlds. She could get Irish and you know she got yeah. American, oh. and Australian. Can you get an American passport because well, she's born there? Yeah, yeah, she's automatically a citizen. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. I um, don't know if she'll ever use it. But, so it sounds uh, like yeah. there's a fair bit of freedom in the ashram. Yeah, <laughs> a bit of freedom. Yeah. Um, but look, we had an incredible time. And uh, and in the last three months of our time there, I started whiteboarding on, on a, you know, when I came back to Australia, I wanted to start my own business. Yeah. And came up with lots of ideas and decided to focus in on social media. Social media was sort of new and that I would help companies to use Facebook, LinkedIn and so on. Came back and realized pretty soon that that's not what I wanted to do. Mm. Um, and I fell into this um, SharePoint uh, intranet work back at Commonwealth Bank. It was a contract that I picked up, and that's where the business kind of started off. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay, and so do you think that the four years out of the country, living in an ashram, sort of put you in a, I don't know, it sounds like a good headspace to start something fresh? Yeah, I think so. You know, it, it's really uh, certainly... Um, it gave me the opportunity when we came back to really start off. Whereas mm. if I was in a job all the time, then the fear would be, I can't give up my job to start. I, I meet people like that, like, oh, I want to start a business, but I can't just give up my job, you know, which is fair enough. Yeah. Um, but I didn't have a job to give up. So, so then yeah. it kind of made it easier, you know, from that perspective. But also I think that um, certainly I learned so much, you know, uh, over there, which was uh, extraordinary and mm. changed my perspective on things and made me more open to possibilities, which has really opened up things with the business. Um, but um, but yeah, I suppose that that mental shift. But I think that that last three months where I really had a strong intention, even though my business ended up being something different, yeah, I always feel like that kind of carried it through, um, and it's kind of come from that time of 
yeah. you know, focusing on, on really wanting to have a business that, that it all kind of came out, emerged out of that. Well, I guess also, you know, living kind of outside of the normal day-to-day world would mm. put you in a, I would imagine anyway, put you in a really clear headspace. So yeah, maybe, I, you, I maybe feel, you're attracting good things in. You yeah, know, look, I did, I did feel very clear at that time. Yeah. Um, but it was amazing how it all unfolded and, you know, big, it uh, ended up in a totally different business than I thought. Yeah. Um, but it's been fantastic. It's been p- just the right, I had no idea what SharePoint was or anything yeah. uh, before, but it's been so the perfect almost, thing. The CBA almost gave you your training. Yeah, in a, way, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> a paid training yeah, to a little start bit. your I new had business. To, I had to wing it quite a bit in there as well. Oh, I was like, right. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm I can a SharePoint that. consultant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was. Uh, I definitely winged it. Are they that, a customer? Are they a customer now? Or? They're not. They were. But they, I did my first probably ten projects with CBA. Right. And they were for my first customer. And um, yeah, once I got through the initial few where I was winging it, then kind of. And they <laughs> go. This guy's an expert. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> got through it okay somehow. And after a while, I was thinking, oh my god, I, I've got to make a move here. I've got one client. You know, yep. that doesn't not going to cut it. So yeah. Yeah, so it kind of moved on and haven't really gone back there since. Actually, we're just picking up Commonwealth Bank Health Society. So oh, there you go. Uh, There's yeah, a foot so in yeah, the door. There you go. Yeah. yeah. So they're signing up for our internet product at the moment. So yep. So there, yeah. <laughs> and um, you've also written a book, which I'm looking at now is a bestseller on Amazon. Yeah. Look, I, I have. Tell <laughs> us. Tell us about that process because I know a lot of EOs are either have written books or mm. they're interested in writing books. Yeah. How has that made you or has it made you an authority in your space yeah look um thanks for the question uh, i think the first thing i would say is if you're thinking about writing a book really really think about it long and hard uh, i had no idea really i thought i knew what i was getting myself into mm. but it probably took five times the effort and the time than i thought it would right. you know and yeah. i had given myself a fairly good assessment of what it would take was um, there procrastination involved um, or yeah, did, I mean, or did you have to be fairly disciplined and say, you know, I'm writing X amount of hours per week till it's done? Yeah, look, initially, I mean, initially, it's pretty funny, actually, because I had this challenge, you know, um, to write 30,000 words in 30 days or something. And it was over Christmas holidays. I smashed out 26,000 words. I sent it off to an editor. <laughs> I didn't really read it. It sounds ridiculous. And... Um, and the guy wrote back, he goes, mate, it's all the same. Like every chapter is kind of the same. And I went, what? And I, and I looked at it and I read it and I thought, oh my God, yeah, it is. And I realized then, oh God, this is a lot more work than I than I thought. Yep. And um, so I ended up creating this structure with a Trello board and had many different versions. And, and the book sort of evolved over time. You know, it sort of took its own course. Um, and I ended up putting information in there that I never dreamed of before and came up with a whole framework for digital transformation and um, so look it was an amazing process really it was pretty exhausting though and I I got to the point where I thought gee I'm never going to end this this book is never going to end you know so I gave myself a really hard deadline and I thought I'm going to work every every single weekend and every night that I can and I didn't go to any family get-togethers or anything and I thought that's going to last for three months and I think it went for about seven months it's a big sacrifice, isn't it, to yeah. say I'm not going to any family events. Or anything, really. Or anything, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I just had to, like, I had to get it finished. I mean, I was, you know, you get to the point where it's you're almost having an allergic reaction to writing anything further. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but finally um, got it done and, yeah, received IT Author of the Year Award last year, so that was really, wow. really fun to get. 
and it certainly helps. Like the reason for writing the book was twofold. One is to get you in the door, get us in the door into places. And also I felt like a, a lot of companies, all the companies we see, they were making the same mistakes as everyone else. They just yep. didn't know it. So I thought, look, I'm seeing everything. I'll put it in a book and that might be of help. So I, I think at the end of the day, it probably doesn't matter whether people read it or not. It's just that you can put something on their desk and yeah well that's the thing i did i did do an enormous effort to to yeah. write it in, yeah. in a way that was and so people have said that have actually read it have said it's really well does written. make sense yeah but you but if you were going to do it as a as a quick thing i would just say just smash something out and don't yeah. think about it too much if yeah. no one's going to read it but you can say you're an author cool yeah. but if you're going to do it properly it takes a huge effort yeah. yeah oh that's good so not there's no second book in the wings I'm no. I, I was so allergic after that. I thought never again. But um, we'll see. Ghostwriter. Yeah. <laughs> it will be a different topic altogether. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Something different. So, so where do you want to take the business from here, Marcus? It sounds like you've got some really great momentum. You've got fifty percent recurring revenue coming through. Mm. Obviously, trying to increase that. Yeah. What's life looking like? Either beyond business or integrated with your personal life. Where, where do you want to go? Yeah, great. Thanks, Ren. Well, I mean, for me, Hover, you know, I, I'm very passionate about the solution um, because I think it can solve some of that franticness that goes on in everyone's lives, you know, where we're just pulled in so many different directions. Because when you start using the solutions, and I'm not trying to sell, you know, make, make a sales kind of pitch here, but it does sort of go, oh, oh, everything is just there. My mind can sort of relax instead of jumping all over the place, trying to remember stuff all the time. So I find it very useful for my mind, which is kind of why I actually came up with the idea. I think my mind, was, I was so fed up of flicking, yeah. flicking around, I almost built it for myself, really. Um, so look, I'd love that to be a roaring success. Um, at the same time, I don't have um, any real aspirations in having dozens or, you know, hundreds of staff. Like it's just, not, I'd, I'd rather mm. have, that's why, you know, going, going SaaS method, you know, um, people can get a trial, they can use it, and um, hopefully we don't have to take on lots of people. That would be great. But I understand that with growth does come usually a lot of hiring as well. Yeah. But I'd be quite happy to have, um, you know, we've got a fantastic team now. Like uh, one of our main things in hiring, my main thing in hiring is have they got passion? Like are they re do they really care? Are they fired up? It's hard to find people like that. Mm. And we take on people who are, even if they don't have the kind of skills yet, but they're really fired up, that we, we, we tend, tend to hire around that. I think we'd run out of finding people like that if we had to scale quickly. So um, so we'll see. I'm just kind of on the journey, yeah. you know, just yeah. see what happens. But hopefully we at least survive, at least, you know, um, have a succeed some in, in somewhat. Yeah. And we start getting a foothold in other countries and, uh, but I'm just really open to, I'm yeah, kind of interested to see what, what happens. See what comes, yeah. 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 So but give it, give it my best foot, you know, give it the best yeah, go. Yeah, give, give it your best efforts and, and see what yeah, presents itself. Exactly. It might end up somewhere different to what you totally originally envisaged. No idea what's going to happen, yep. which is kind of fun. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, well, look, we're going to wrap up the interview here. So just five quick questions for you. Ah. Uh, may I ask how old you are? I'm 47, almost 48. Okay, and what do you like to do to keep fit? Um, well, I just got a couple of um, gymnastic rings recently that I have. You can see them hanging over in the office yeah. there. They don't get used a lot in the office, but I have them hanging out the back door at home as well. Okay. And they're really quite fun. Yep. But I do a bit, I cycle to work yep. and try and do a bit of yoga as well. Okay. How many hours sleep are you getting each night? Um, generally about seven. Oh, that's good. Mm. And then um, 
Do you have any personal goals you're looking to achieve in the next 12 months? Um, yeah, one is one is around um, my energy levels are a bit low recently. I kind of struggle with that sometimes. So really trying to focus, you know, on, on really getting that sorted out. Yep. Um, and I've been trying this intermittent fasting thing, which has been quite helpful around that. Um, but actually last night I wrote down my goals for the whole year, funnily. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so that's, uh, and it's part of forum to write, write our goals for yep. the year so we can be held accountable for those. Mm-hmm. But yeah, a bunch of, in, bunch of nice things around family, community, and business more about Hava and getting it off yep. the ground and getting a certain number of subscribers. And Excellent. I think we're going for like 10,000 subscribers this year. And Amazing. Yeah, if you can do see. that, that'd yeah. be awesome. Wouldn't it? Wouldn't yep. it be fun? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then finally, if you could be remembered for one thing in business, what would that be? Like, what's your legacy? Uh, God, I think, um, I think being authentic. Yep. And uh, having a sense of humor. Yep. You know, it's not all too serious. Yeah. Got, to, got to try and enjoy the journey. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I think it would be those two things. Excellent. And then just finally your website in, so people can check in and oh, see sure. what you're up to. Um, yeah, so we've got a couple. So Webvine is the company, webvine.com.au, W-E-B-V-I-N-E. Yep.com.au. Um, we've got a, a product, ingio, I-N-J-I-O.com. That's our ready-to-go intranet. And hova, H-O-V-V-A.com. That site's not up yet, but... Maybe it will be by the time you're hearing this. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, Marcus, thanks for coming on the show today. Thanks, Brian. Thanks for having me.